Welcome to the Free Oakley Podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. All right, everybody. Free Oakley is back for the second time this week. It is Thursday, May 4th. Coming at you relatively early in the day. It's uh, at 6 p.m. here on the Upper West Side. And boy, do we have a dandy for you today. This is the show you've all been waiting for. Kentucky Derby 2023. We're going to talk a little Knicks as well. And welcoming him back for the fifth time to Free Oakley, officially joining the Five Timers Club, Mr. Joseph Young. J.Y., welcome back, brother. Oh, thank you for that warm welcome, Wild Bill. Coincidentally, it is also 6.10 p.m. over here in Massapequa, so we are operating on the t- same time schedule. <laughs> welcome back, Big Cat. Uh, before we get into the Knicks and dive into we got a whole slate of stuff to cover we're actually going to do a pool again we're going to do our our kentucky derby pick them we've got 20 horses this go around and we've got uh, 20 of the free oakley family out there friends and family of the show are are all registered ready to go we're doing it we're doing a pick them we're going to give a little bit to charity we're going to carve off some to some keen uh before we get into all that I have announced on the last couple shows that we do have a Gmail account for the podcast, freeoakleypodcast at gmail.com. And believe it or not, I've actually been getting a couple emails. So I wanted to do a little reader mail. You know, the pub the public loves it, Bill. I've been getting I've been getting nonstop positive feedback everywhere I go. Are you that guy from Free Oakley? I recognize your voice. I tell him that, yes, it is me. And uh, just high fives galore. And um, I think it's great that we you found an avenue for the people to let us know what's going on out there. I can't wait to hear some reader mail. I know. I know. I was surprised. I, I was pr- surprised to get a couple. Um, got one from Steve Shaw, okay. friend of the show. Steve Steve Shaw. Uh, you know, he just commented. I'll, I'll spare it. You know, he sent us a few uh, few notes. Very kind words from from Steve Shaw. Uh, he liked the podcast with Rob Reardon when we talked about baseball free agency. Uh, that was fun to see. Um, I got a new one yesterday. Actually, I have not read this one. Um, I got uh, from Chris Wagner, Isles question. Let me open that up. Um, you're not referring to um, Christopher Gilchrist Wagner Esquire, would you? I believe one in the same. Famed, famed North Shore attorney. Highfalutin. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. So Isles question. Fresh okay. off the okay. NHL podcast. Ousting. I'm, I'm a New Islands fan, Islanders fan, so I'm excited for the question. Shout out to Cousin Johnny as well. Oh, um, yes. We just did a podcast on Monday night with Murph, so we talked about the Islanders. So this is must be Isles related. Let me open this guy. Kevin Mitchell is hung like a horse, exclamation point, three legs, exclamation point. Uh, okay, so. Uh, what, was, what, was, what, what did he say about his legs? Kevin, he has three of them, apparently. Oh, oh, I see what he did there. Yeah, and that actually, how about that timing? Isles, Isles, uh, veiled Isles question with a horse reference for the Kentucky Derby show. So love it. uh, All right, but thank you, you, Wagner. Thank you, Chris Wagner. It was a nice, was a nice little portion that you added uh, on the fly right there, Bill. Yeah, well, you know, we got to get give the people what they want. So keep sending the emails in, freeoakleypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll get to all reader mail on subsequent future shows. So uh, before, okay, before we get to the, to the Derby, you are the resident Free Oakley horse racing expert, the resident Long Island, maybe east Eastern Seaboard, Northern Quarter, what, what have you. You're a big horse guy. 
Um, let's talk a little Knicks because this is something you and I both have a long history with. It's a franchise, you know, we both share a mutual love for. Um, Knicks are in the second round of the NBA playoffs. This is the second time they've made the this is the first time they've made the playoffs this far into the second round in 10 years. Last time was 2013. Uh, before that was 2000. So uh, great to see the Knicks back in action. I went to game one against the Heat. Uh, tough loss, but the you know the Garden was electric. Nothing beats MSG for a Knicks playoff game. Um, nice rebound for the Knicks on game two, so they've evened the series. Send it back to Miami on Friday. I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, actually, same day as the Derby. What's your take on uh, on the Knicks so far? So um, my 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 thoughts about the Knicks right now is I'm terrified terrified of Jimmy Butler. Um, this guy is a monster, and it didn't look like they had a way to stop him. And I'm missing the days of uh, of having like a Xavier McDaniel and Anthony Mason, someone who who's just like would match his intensity and his physicality. Um, I don't know who's going to do it. Um, I, I would like it to be Randall. Um, yeah. I, 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 when the Knicks are going to the basket, I think they look they look awesome when they're when they're throwing up all three when they're throwing up nonstop threes. I think that's when I think I think that's that's the hole in the armor right there is um, is when Randall's just launching threes. But I, I like their chances of beating the Heat, right? Um, I, I, but but like I said, Jimmy Butler just looked unstoppable in Game One, and then and then for him to keep himself in the game as a decoy, when Randall is sitting on the sideline, you know, looking like looking like he doesn't even belong there, like he snuck into Madison Square Garden, which is you know crazy. <laughs> he looked like Tyrone. Right Shout out to T.J. Dernan. I went to um, Game One with him, and he he said he looked like Tyrone Biggins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> I like that, Darren. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, I was. Uh. It was a little. It was great to see them win game two. Obviously, it was a little scary that the Heat made it so close with with yes. no Butler. Um. But you know, maybe a win's a win. A second round win, something the Knicks haven't had in a long time. So hopefully that settles them down a little bit. I would love to know where quickly is. Quickly was it? Where's the quickly that lit up Boston? Where's the quickly that you know was averaging thirty minutes a game was finished basically one B in the um, six man uh, award. He, he finished second to Brogdon guy was dynamite all season. Haven't have not seen him really much in his playoffs. So when there was grumblings about Brunson, not playing in game two, I thought this was quick. This would be quickly's moment where it's, it's do or die. You know, he's got, he played at Kentucky. So he's, you know, he should, he, and you'd think that this would be like, what's his, his third season on the Knicks. Yeah. That this would be like a big stepping up moment, but um, I think that like if you look at like the the the, the Miami bench is out playing the New York bench, uh, with the exception of the uh, the giant white dude gave him some good minutes. Uh, oh, Hartenstein was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, you know, Obi Topin needs to needs to to do a little bit better quickly. Like you said, needs to do a little bit better. And then um, it's you know. The, the play like third third fourth game of the playoffs you'd think they, that you, you you'd get something from someone you're not expecting it like grimes i'd love to see grimes to have like a massive game yeah that's true that's a good point so it's almost you could look at that as a positive is that the knicks still have a few bullets left that really they haven't really gone to yet or really haven't stepped up so there's a there's a few opportunities for um is that does that mean like when the knicks can put it all together they look they're pretty strong when Barrett's going Brunson Randall, and then you're getting very quality minutes from guys like IQ and, uh, and Hartenstein. 
I th- I mean, Mitchell Robinson's looked like wilt in some of these playoff games. He's been he's been kicking some ass. Oh, he's a he's he's a monster on the boards. Um, yeah. So so <clears throat> yeah. So so game three Saturday. Hopefully, uh, and and you know we can come back to the Knicks. I, so I, Bill, I, I got you're, you're, yeah. you're, You've been to a game. You're a diehard Knicks fan. It's yeah. uh, you know, less than three three tenths of a second on the clock. We're down one. Um, you know the 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 Ewing finger roll. It's Randall going to the basket. It's Brunson going to the basket. It's Hart. Who do you want going to the basket in that in that scenario? Game on the line, ball in his hand. Because like Hart seems like the guy right now to me. Yeah, for me, it's no question. It's it's Brunson. Brunson. Okay. I think Brunson is. He can get his own shot. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's no doubt about it. They wouldn't be here these last couple of seasons with the success they've had without Randall. Um, but at games on the line, he's missing that. He's missing it. He's mi- Brunson's a killer. Brunson is a killer. I'm so impressed with his ability to get his, his own shot off. He can, he can get into the lane. I think last second he's, he's good from deep. I think he can, he can drive um, and he gets off that mid range too. So if uh, in that's in that scenario, I am going Brunson all day. And you know what, when Brunson does his, that shot, it's his team. You know, yeah. Randall, you're right. Randall got them here, but like, to me, he melted down versus the uh, Hawks last year. I don't want him to have the ball at the end of the game. He's missing the finger roll. It, I mean, the Nova dudes, it, it's basically the same squad-ish, right? It's the, um, you had you had quickly, you had Robinson, you had Barrett in that Atlanta series. There was a couple other guys like, you know. Oh, Brunson's Bullock. the difference maker. I agree Brunson and, and Hart, the Nova yeah. dudes, like dropping those guys in. Shout out, props to the Big Easts, right? You got you got uh, Hart, Brunson, Jimmy Butler's a, a Big East alumni from Marquette. Um, Kayla Martin, you know, played not that long ago in the Big East. So, um, Wait, Kayla Martin, I thought, was one of those twins that played at uh, University of Nevada. I thought he was Xavier guy. No, I thought he was one of two twins that played at University of Nevada, but I could I could be mixing people up. All right, I'm gonna have the um, the producer fact check that while we. No, uh... the reason I keep bringing up that legendary finger roll is because of the night of uh, insanity and violence that it inspired on that fateful night in 1994. Do you remember what went down post missed finger roll? I, I think you're confusing. A couple Knicks '90s Knicks scenarios. I could do that. Um, and I, and I, the producer is telling me that is indeed, in fact, Nevada. So my bad on that. Woo! Shout out, you know, props to JY for getting that one. Um, yeah. So, so you're talking about 90, 94, right? This is probably some of my, you know, this is, you know, this is going way back in the day. From you know, we're talking old school Baldwin. I am. I, I think you logged a lot of time on the um, the Houston Rockets series on the ca- on the da- on the downstairs couch at Hastings, yep. Yep. Um, 1994. To put it in context, I am just turned. I'm basically 16 years old. You are 15. We are uh, uh, freshmen at Kellenberg. The if you're talking 94, we're talking about that fateful night was Game Seven. I'm pretty sure we were we watched the game six, which is John Starks um, got blocked by Olajuwon that that won game six, and then game seven was you know Starks had a miserable miserable night, missed thirty one threes. Yeah, 
like three of 18 or three of 17 or two of 17, something like that. And Knicks in front of our eyes lose the 1994 finals game seven agonizing defeat. Knicks were up three games to two. It was brutal. That's what I remember from that night. You don't remember Pat Ewing missing a finger roll? He missed the finger roll against the Pacers. And I think that was 95. That was the year after. Ewing's finger roll miss was the um was the Pacers. I, I, so I do remember Stark shooting terrible. Yeah. For some all right, I'm gonna go with your memory on this. Are you thinking though, um, and maybe to dial it back, you know, we've talked some Baldwin stories here. We've talked about the Bogarts brawlers, we've talked about the the Belmont stakes, some of the some of the shenanigans that would go down there. I think we had a young as young young dudes, we had a penchant for rabble rousing, would you say? I'd have to agree with you on that one. Back in '94, you and I were very upset with the loss in the in the NBA Finals. Now, if you look at some cities when they lose championships, or even some when they win, there's a lot of rioting and looting that goes on in the in their respective cities. Um, had a little bit of that. I think you and I were were, were very, you know, we we showed our displeasure uh, and rode around on our bicycles and um, kicked over some trash cans in the neighborhood. Um, I, I I'd like to describe the behavior as wilding. Right. And we were like, this is we, we were angry about the loss. And let, we were like, let's let's tear let's tear this neighborhood up because you're a relatively new resident to Baldwin Harbor. Right. That's right. You had no major ties to those to that neighborhood. You weren't kicking over people's cans that you knew. And I was from North Baldwin. <laughs> so to cruise around South Baldwin, knocking people's garbage pails over was like nobody's identifying me and, and letting, you know, mom and dad know that I did it. So I was I was all for it. I think so. You're uh, renowned in North Baldwin for kicking trash cans over. You come south of Merrick Road, and it's skilled a whole new bike rider. I was a skilled bike rider at the time, and it's and it's uh, open season on the uh, trash cans in in South Americ Road. Yeah, um, we were just I plucking f- them over. I fell. I think I tried yelling. I tried to yelling. Right. I tried to kick one and fell off my bike. You fell. <laughs> you fell off your bike. You fell off your bike. <laughs> you um, had to get back up, climb on your bike, <laughs> Cut, cuts, right? This is how kids kept themselves entertained in the in the early to mid nineties. Um, but I think it was warranted. Losing losing a game seven like that, you know, uh, was was not fun for anyone. No, um, no, and I and I do think that. Um, you know that that there that there was has been such a long time between even having Knicks games to get excited about that I think Bill that even at age like forty four if we if we go through this again <laughs> I don't know I don't know if this neighborhood that I'm in right now is safe after the game <laughs> especially with all the Baldwin residents now living in There's Massapequa Baldwin people out here in Massapequa right now <laughs> I know I know what days the garbage is out there so if those two things coincide Knicks lose. Nick's, Nick's losing a game seven. <laughs> right. By the way, talking about trouble, we talking about Baldwin in the in the in the early nineties. I lived right near. Also, these are you know great stories for the for the for our dads that are out there listening. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're loving this. Um, I had uh, worked at Sonny's Canal House at fifth as a freshman in high school. I got a job at Sonny's Canal House. It was a mere hundred yards from my house. It was a bar restaurant still around today. Um, in 94, I was a dishwasher and I was a busboy. And 
on one one of the days I was washing dishes, I was in the kitchen. So you know, I'm in I'm in the back. I'm washing dishes. I'm in the kitchen. I was taking out the the trash pretty frequently. I left out. I I, I pretended like I was getting rid of bottles, but they were all full. I put a case of Heineken right out of the freezer, right outside. Well timed enough where we had planned this in advance. Where you came by in a bicycle and just scooped up the Heineken bottles and just and then pedaled off. As I mentioned before, I was a skilled bike rider back in the day. So <laughs> riding around with a case of Heineken, you know, sort of strapped across the front. Just some uh, giant fifteen-year-old riding dude, around in broad daylight with a case no, of Heineken. No on his questions lap. asked due to my due to my size, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I I do remember that, and um, we were on the same bus going home. I think. In, in in high school so we we must have plotted this on my bus rides home on the late bus i know i was working at coral house at the time also in uh south baldwin we were pulling off similar capers and uh yeah i think uh i think we basically timed it so you would you would bring in the, the cold ones out i scooped them up on the bicycle and then i think we rendezvoused at like the baldwin feetport bridge and uh just consumed all 24 of them probably with freeze and jazzlo you know yeah. Think of how the coordination that this would have taken in 1994, at the, we're still six, seven years away from cell phones. So we're talking about a couple couple freshmen plotting this out on a bus ride and then timing it specifically enough where like I put them out, I go back into my my post washing dishes and I see a, just a, a bike zip by with a case of Heineken's. Gone. And then I have to meet you and Freeze and Jazzo at the bridge at some point after I knock off at work. So – all, and I, of course, you guys are there. So this is all stuff that was well executed back in the day. Yeah, a lot of thought went into these plans. So yeah, all right. Well, well, there you have it, folks. That's your uh, Baldwin throwback story. A little for, trip down uh, memory lane for uh, for this JY appearance. And then, sudden... uh, Bill, one of the greatest Baldwin stories of all time is the one one five one zero bar crawl that we got to save. We got to we got to save that for a later episode. I I don't think you were there for that. I was at that one because I was at the. It started at the Purple Frog in Limbrook. Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of the Long Island Railroad bar crawl, the one one five one zero railroad bar crawl with several Baldwinites. Okay, I we did the one one five one zero bar crawl on November fifth, two thousand and ten. Okay, which was one one five one zero, and um, that was wild. Maybe who who comes back for that? Do we need Nipshire to come in on the on the Zoom for that? So um, you'd probably throw Nipshire on, or um, I think I think Mike Zek would be the perfect person to have on, <laughs> considering considering he had to be removed from gentlemen's quarters oh. on the stage. <laughs> Baldwin really had it all, huh? GQ, oh yeah, Riff Raff, Sonny's Canal House, Bridges, Bridges, Wings, <laughs> Bridges. Yeah, you're right, Bridges. <laughs> Uh, all right, dude, we, 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 we veered and detoured and we've gone off the rails and this is a very, very deep Baldwin podcast right now. Let's bring it back to your topic and, and mainly why you're back um, as the horse racing guru, Kentucky Derby Saturday. Yes. yes. Break it down for me. I don't want to get in your way. I'm going to get out of your way here. Break it down. Break. We're going to do the picks. We, we have 20 horses. We have 20 guys. We're going to run through that quickly at the end, but. Break down the race for us, Big Cat. Who do you like? What's the bet? What's the trifecta? What do you got? All right. So it's going to be 75 degrees and sunny with what with what we're looking at right now. There have been some last-minute changes to the field. Um, a Japanese horse has been added. So there are now three Japanese horses. Uh, and, and a horse uh, shipped over um, 
from um, Dubai, so four shippers. Uh, you got a handful of really long prices, like 30 to one or higher. I think you have like, I think more than eight horses that are like 30 to one or higher. Half the field, yeah, pretty much. Right, and um, like a big takeaway from last, well, not a big, like like a lot of, like the public takeaway from last year is that if you want to get rich, bet a long shot on the Kentucky Derby, right? Because last year, Rich Strike paid 163 to one. So the public is going to fade the long shots back to um, regular numbers. Does that, so, right? So now if you see a horse that it's a 50 to one right now, it means, you know, ba based on its past performances, its speed, no one really has much confidence in it to win the race. But if you know a little something about that horse, you might include it in your exotics. You might put it in the bottom of a trifecta, mm -hmm. right? Because it's got such a great price on it. Now, um, every Tom, Dick, and Harry at the OTB is like, give me, give me the biggest, the biggest long shot, right? Because I want to, I want to, I want to hit that rich strike ticket. So you're going to see all these big long shots come up in value. Like go, they're going to lose value, and their their number is going to come up, and they're going to go from fifty to one and thirty to one to like twenty five to one and eighteen to one. Okay. So I think that like your your value is going to come from hopefully seeing Forte maybe fade to like three to one. If I see Tappet Trice at like five to one, I like both of those horses. Right, but if you see yeah. Forte going off any higher than any lower than three to one, you're, you're losing a lot of value when you're putting them into a trifecta. You're saying that the 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 because of last year, you're gonna have a lot of money coming in on the longer shots. It's gonna tighten the odds. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, you you like wouldn't get if you. Let's just say you know something about one of these big long shots, and like in years past, it would have stayed at fifty one because because. They're, they're getting largely like not bet because they're, you know, they're, 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 the price is so high on them. I think there's going to be a change in that this year. Do you like I, any of these big guys? Do you like any of these? Do I like any of the big long shots? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the long shots, the horses with a good price that I like um, is the nine Skinner, mm -hmm. the three, two fills. And I think 14 Angel of Empire is around eight to one right now. So I, I don't want to call that a long shot. But like, I'm going to take a real long look at Cyclone Mischief and at um, the Mandolin Horse, the two that just got added for the um, for the two horses that got pulled. Because remember, Rich Strike was added last year. Okay. So it kept a little bit of its value because people didn't know much about it. Um, I'm like debating in my world, um, like, to, to put in the horse Derma Sadokaki. Mm -hmm. Did I say that correctly, Bill? Sadokaki. I'll, 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 uh, producer is shaking his head. Yes, you got that right. Okay. Yep. Awesome. That, all right. Perfect. Perfect. I'm working on that all day long. Actually. <laughs> um, what's the, um, so, so you go, you, you got your Naira account. What is, what are the, what are the plays? And then right. have you, have you been looking at the, isn't there the pre-race or is that for the Preakness? What was the one? No, there's that... the Oak. The Oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oak. All right. Um, I, I have a play for the Oak. Um, I, I don't have a great rationale for it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like a, it's like a weird, it's like a weird thing that I'm about to tell you. Right. I'm always, I'm always like, I'm always reading these like, like kind of like theories on, 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 on certain horses, weird, weird factors and horses that win. Right. And, 
And one of the guys that that writes into one of the horse blogs that I read did this like data study on alliteration. It has nothing to do with like handicapping, but the alliteration of the names mm. in races that he's seeing like a trend where like in doubles, he's noticing alliteration winning in two consecutive races. So I did like an, uh, an, um, an alliteration double with the Oaks and I took gambling girl, uh-huh. which, which is a Todd Pletcher horse with Irad on it at 15 to one right now. So I like it. Remember the Oaks is all female horses. Okay. Right. Along with wonder wheel. Right. So you see the alliteration, the right double there. EWW W-W-W and the, the GG. Yep. Right. So then um, I tied it into a horse that I'm already on top of in the Derby and tap it trice. I like tap it trice. Um, for the same reason that I like Angel of Empire, mm-hmm. and and also uh, one of the horses that I consider a long shot, two fills, because of escalating speed figures. So they don't they don't have the f- as fast of a top speed figure as like Forte does, um, and even even like some other horses like Mage, which has like has some really high speed figures, but it's like they ran super fast, but then they ran not so fast after that. The escalating speed figure would be like you're running at like a a one oh like a ninety five and then a one oh two and then a one oh four. Like you you might be you your your next big race could be that like twelve twelve speed figure jump. And like if you could predict those jumps and use escalating speed figures, you you'd be one of the geniuses that was figuring out um the uh the winner last year. Okay. Right. So um the horses I don't like. I don't like confidence game. I don't like continue R. But I'm also not rolling off the Japanese horse, Domosotakaki, because um, it's jockey ran the race last year, right? He jumped out the gate last year. Mm-hmm. He did what some would call a kamikaze run. Mm-hmm. Do what I did just did right there. Uh, I, built some, I got it. Yeah, right. Kamikaze. Uh-huh. Go on. Yeah. Didn't, didn't win the race. He just ran right at what he wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, that jockey may know not to do that because this horse is is like it, it checks all the boxes. It, if it wasn't if it wasn't shipping over from um, you know you uh, um, United Arab Emirates via Japan, it'd be it'd be like a favorite. Okay. But because it's a shipper, a lot of people are like the, mm. the next time a shipper wins, it'll beat me because no one will bet the shipper because it's never won. Okay. So it's pretty good Japanese, odds. You're getting better and better at horse racing. And pretty good odds for that 10 to 1, right? It's going to go down. Yeah. Okay, Mage, so. Mage and Kingsbarn never ran as two-year-olds, so they're throwaways. But Mage is a fast horse. Okay. Right, so when you're looking at what I like right now, I'm looking at the Tapit Trice Forte. As far as the horses that I'm putting into my, what I'm going to call the Caveman Trifecta, that are like you know, relative favorites. Mm-hmm. My middle of the road horses are um, Angel of Empire and the Japanese horse Derma Sotokaki. Got it. My long Your shots. pronunciation is getting better and better on that, by the way. Good work. Konnichiwa. Is that thank you? Uh, producer will look into that one too. All right. Let me know. Um, so, uh, on the, on the, like the long shot end, I got, you getting back to you on Konnichiwa, no? Not yet. Okay. Uh, two fills on the long shot and Skinner on the long shot. Okay. Um, 
Cyclone Mischief I'm going to look at. It's a 20 to 1. Um, but but that, 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 that 20 to 1 is like better than horses that are 50 to 1, right? According to the numbers. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So you're, so you got some throwaways, you're throwing away horses, your caveman trifecta, meaning like, I'm not, you're not thinking, you don't, you're not trying to think it out too much, right? You're not, trying. you're not doing too much. You're just taking the favorites, throwing them into, throwing them into a trifecta. All and, right. And it's, you've got some middle tier guys. I, I really don't like what you just did saying. I'm not thinking too much as far as crafting my caveman trifecta. Uh, we'll break it down. The cave, that's what I, uh, if you're saying a caveman trifecta, so it kind of sounded like I'm in my gambling cave making moves. The caveman, ah. not because I'm not thinking. Okay, I'm operating at the gambling cave. <laughs> it's the cave. So you have two long shot. You have two long shots. Two, two, two favorites. Three right in the middle of the road, right? So that if that big long shot comes in, you're getting paid. Um, but it's acknowledging it's acknowledging that trying to win the Kentucky Derby trifecta is a bit like trying to win the lottery. Okay, right. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying there. Not putting too much thought into it. You have to throw a whole bunch of horses into it. And then Bill, you got to spend a ton of money to do a caveman trifecta. Mm-hmm. A $2 caveman trifecta costs $420. Mm. Right? So so that's a major it's a major play. I do it with the syndicate. But like I'll that's I'll, right. I'll make that I'll make that that'll be my move. That and I'll do my um my alliteration double. In the Oaks and then also here in the tap of trice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonder wheel, um, you know, into tap of trice. All right. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to give the people uh, before we move on to the picks? So the Safi horses were um, pulled because all the Safi horses in Churchill Downs have been pulled. Do you know who Joseph Safi is? I do not. He's a trainer, like from the Barbados. He's got like a ponytail. Seems like a pretty cool dude. If you just looked at him, you know, his horses have all been yanked, eliminated. He's in like okay. Bob Baffert, like bad, bad trainer status. And why was that? Why did why did he get yanked? Because his horses have been dying. He had like mm. two horses die this week already. Now, why is that? Is that like a substance thing, or the horses getting shot up with too much stuff? Yeah, I think once a few of them go, that they, they start to look into that sort of stuff. You know? Yeah. Okay. So he's in the penalty box. His horses are gone. He's like Baffert, yeah, and and he's not able to like give his horses at this point to somebody else to to be like their trainer in the Derby. I got it. Whereas like just like last year, the Bob Baffert horses this year are the Tim Yakatine horses. Okay. Right. They've been trained by Bob Baffert. Okay. Kind of looking at reincarnate, but not in love with it, which is uh, I think it's a it's a fifty fifty to one reincarnate yeah so you're gonna see like that horse come come down because everyone's gonna try to get rich okay all right anything else man or you want to just do the uh want to do the pool let's get into the pool okay so let me walk everyone through it we're doing a blind pick them these 20 horses we've got a 50 dollars buy-in from 20 individuals part of the free oakley fam friends and fam now 10 percent of this is going to keen so uh, again, Big Cat's generosity and his philanthropic fundraising ideas, helping out the my nonprofit, which provides free sports and rec for special needs kids in New York City. Hundred dollars to Keen, ten percent of this pot, and then we're gonna break it down to win, place, and show. 
And I have all 30 horses in front of me. We're going to go from reverse order up. We can bang this out pretty quickly. You have all the names in front of you. I'll name the horse. You assign the name. And we will go that way. And now, throwing this curveball at you, there's two horses, if you know me, or, or just looking at names. If I was betting on just names, two horses I'd, I'd, be, I'd be looking at. Any, you want to take a guess at, at which two those would be? Which two horses you're looking at? At just from a name, just by the name of the horse, which would interest me, Billy Johnson, from a naming perspective. Tap it trice, baby. Nope. No. Band, band related. So there's a there's a song in here. Rocket can. Disarm, brother. Epic Smashing Pumpkins tune. Disarm. And also Forte for my love of Will Forte, as noted by my MacGruber love and dressing as MacGruber for Halloween. There you Bill, go. no one knows you as well as you do. Fair enough. I, fair I, enough. You could have, I could have guessed all night and not, not guess <laughs> Forte and Disarm based on your love for Smashing Pumpkins and Will Forte and MacGruber. But I will say this. Your boy Billy Corgan came off super weird in an interview talking about Dennis Rodman the other day. I don't know if you saw that. Well, that's not surprising. Was he? Is it the Joe Rogan one? Yeah, when he was talking about Dennis Rodman, like crying at the top of a club, and then he, he like sat with Dennis Rodman for a while, and Dennis Rodman <laughs> just left them. Yeah, you can't take you can't take it. Uh, you know, it would never surprise it what, what comes out of a uh, from Billy Billy C. Yeah, um, so he's yeah uh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Um, you're gonna pick the uh, person's name. You right? got the, I got the horse. You got the people, right? Yeah, I got the people. So I'm going to pick the person's name, and you're going to tell me what horse they get. Yep, I'm starting from the bottom. It's Chris Wagner, our, 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 our caller. Our, 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 uh, yeah, this is the, the Kevin Mitchell horse. Continue our 50 to 1, Christopher Gilchrist Wagner. Who's next? Next up, AY. AY with Ray's Kane at 50 to 1. Ouch, tough, tough skins for the. Uh, although, hey, last year, right? Last year was the long shot. I got Jay Brum. Ooh, Jason Brum out there with Sun Thunder for JB Providence grad. I think I went to a Dead and Company show with him. You did. Uh, yes. the, nice the, Brum, the Brum brothers, big fans of the Dead, uh, natives of Tiverton, Rhode Island. Excellent crew. Jay Jay Brum gets much, I think you had a little too much Froze that evening, if I remember correctly, Wild Bill. Froze and a, uh, with Evan Brum, the, the middle Brum brother. Uh, we had a lot of Froze on the Upper East Side. And I made it to, I think, one and a half songs at that show. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> Irish exit on a concert. And when I got home, Laura was like, weren't you going to a concert? You're home. It's still, the sun is out. So uh, best, That was the best decision you ever made was leaving. One and a half I, in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next Dernan. I got I got TJ Dernan. TJ Dernan, aka Cook, with Jace's Road at 51. Jace's Road. Jamie Dowling. JD, proprietor that we all love of the famous speakeasy in the West End of Long Beach. Rockaway fella. JD, reincarnate, 50 to 1. I got Richie Rogers, the double Ooh. H. The hammer, uh, rocket can, at thirty to one. 
Rodgers has been winning these things. He's won, I think, two recently. Next up. Next up is you, Bill. Let's see who you pull for yourself. All right. That's Cyclone Mischief. Okay. The unknown. At the 30 to 1. Okay. Obvious evidence of no shenanigans because I don't think anybody would give themselves a 30 to 1 horse just added at the end. Not even enough points to be in the derby. He was added five minutes ago today. And yet we're riding or dying with Cyclone Mischief. Wonderful. Forte, unfortunately. I was a couple picks away from Disarm. Next up. Out in Colorado, we got Big Vin, Cousin Vinny. Big Vin with the hit show. O'Shea. Chris O'Shea. O'Shea gets the Smashing Pumpkins horse, disarm. O'Shea, if you're out there, I'll trade you Cyclone Mischief for disarm if you're in. Hit me up on the side. Hit me up on the free Oakley podcast at Gmail. Gmail. That could be some fan mail right there. (laughs) Although you might get buried in the guise of a Chris O'Shea uh, horse request trade. By none other than C.W. Esquire. Yeah, I'm just giving them ideas. Oh, yeah. All right, I got Lenahan. That's a uh, Providence alumni. Oh, Sean Lenahan, a.k.a. G-Bones, a.k.a. Lenny G. Uh, Longtime fan of the show. Excellent all-around dude. Mandarin hero at 20 to 1. I got the extractor, your dad. Pops with Skinner, 20 to 1. Now we're starting to get into some... uh, I notice how you and your dad are still alive here, of course, as we get into the under 20 to 1 horses. It'd be impossible for me to influence what you're picking out of your hat through the cyber, through the through the web, Bill. I can't reach through and, and do anything. I'm pulling names. You're pulling horses. Uh-huh. Go on. You can't just instantly accuse people of shenanigans because you didn't get your Billy uh, Corrigan horse. And, uh, Tanya. And I got Tanya. Tanya with confidence gain. Oh, yeah, and for everyone who who was even thinking shenanigans, just blindly trust the two Baldwin guys who just talked about stealing from their jobs at age 15. No, I have a fully certified Jamaica Red Strip baseball hat. I'm pulling the I'm pulling all the picks from. This is as official as it gets. All right. Completely opaque. Next up. Mr. Wagner. Ooh, Mr. W. Maje. Mage Maje. All right, that's a good horse right there. 15 to 1 as of now. It's a fast horse. Paul, Amanda's boss, old boss, Paul, her friend. Okay, Paul with verifying. 15 to 1. Newest member of the syndicate, syndicate, Paul. Okay. Is it hard to get into the syndicate? What are the requirements? Um, Paul, as Amanda's boss, has been like a lifelong mentor, godfather of one of her children, um, this dude has sent me fish t-shirts in the mail, even though he doesn't know me that well, he's amazing. And you don't, you're not checking any of those boxes. The syndicate it's, I don't know. Bill. I'm not checking boxes. You're not checking boxes. Oh, I've never received a fish shirt. In well, the I got I got to mail you a, a $10 t-shirt to get into the, the syndicate? godfather of, of zero young children, zero lunnies. It's a lot. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't earn syndicate membership easily. All right. I'll work I on that. frequently misidentify him as a Canadian. He doesn't get upset about that. The team player. Murph. Ryan Murphy. Canadian. A three-time Free Oakley podcast guest. Islander fan. Kings Barnes. Okay. The Murph. Next up. 
Okay, it's me. Oh, okay. dude, this is two fills. No way. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I like two fills. Oh, Tumas. Tui with the Japanese horse, Derma Sotagaki. Oh, you just murdered that thing, Bill. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> the producers aren't throwing things at you right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, we'll, fix we'll fix it in the editing room. And by yeah. the way, I think Konnichiwa is more or less like thank you. I think no, it's, it's hello. Less hello. It's hello. Thank you is arigato. Hmm. Okay. A. Brum. Oh, Aaron Brum. He always does well in these things. Angel of Empire for Brum. That's a good horse. Yeah. I think we have two names left, right? Yes. Down to two. Top two. Top two. Top two horses here. I feel like there's a syndicate member lurking. You got the old man still out there. Yep. Johnny Young, my cousin Johnny. Oh, cousin Johnny from the uh, from Nassau from the UBS, right? That's correct. Islanders uh, security liaison. Excellent, excellent gentleman. Couldn't be happier. Great dude. Cousin Johnny with Tappet Trice at five there to one. Goes. Which leaves the one and only. <laughs> the old man got Forte. Wow. Uh, okay, so Mr. Young with Forte at three to one. And look at that. Mr. Young, cousin Joe's cousin, Joe's father, all in the top two. Both uh both former former law enforcement officials now in the top two. So all right, so that's it. That's the pick'em. So everyone Bill, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna have my dad watch a couple episodes of McGruber so he can get into that Will Forte uh mind frame. Dude, the movie is where it's at. Uh, the MacGruber movie is on the Mount Rushmore of movies for yours truly. Top five, no or top four, no doubt about it. MacGruber, tell him to check it out. We'll do. Dude, I was MacGruber for Halloween on Bourbon Street for the bachelor party. I don't think I, you were there. I got there. I got there after Halloween. I got there right after the Pearl Jam concert. Okay, yeah. So you missed the, the Halloween on Bourbon Street. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh. All right. Well, Big Cat, I think we're trying to wrap this. As you can see from the Zoom, my little guy is, is Yeah, I see small children running around. It's time for you to go. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. So um, we'll have you back for the Preakness, obviously, right? Sounds good, man. Let's go and Knicks on Saturday. Um, uh, I don't wish anyone besides myself any luck in this pool, but I wish everybody luck in their um, gambling endeavors. Well, there you have it, folks. Of this pool. Uh, and if there's if there's a Knicks game three before the Preakness, uh, we'll have you back for that. Game so we have um, Knicks game three is uh, Saturday. Saturday, this Saturday Derby. We're we're we're, 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 if we're talking Knicks um, before the Preakness. We're in a good spot. Yeah. Okay. Because when's the Preakness? Like a month? Like six weeks out? No, nah, it's two weeks. So there's nothing oh. next week, and then the week after. So uh, this is the this is what the sixth, thirteenth, May twentieth. Yeah. Okay, I got so it. That that probably means that they're in the second round, right? Yeah, uh, or deep. Or we're in, at yeah. like game six, game seven on a Saturday or something. Yeah, or potentially early of yeah, the, the Eastern Conference Final. So, um, all right. Well, good stuff, I'm man. Debating if uh, if I do have to do some wilding, if I'm going to wear my bicycle helmet this time around or not. I know now that you're in your uh, early I, mid forties. I tend it's, to wear a bicycle helmet it's, when it's, I go cycling now. It's, it's uh, bicycle. I don't know if I can kick garbage bells over while wearing a bicycle helmet. <laughs> well, big cat, not bad for the uh, fifth time, 
five timer yep. appearance. I'm excited, and uh, you know, by the end of uh, by the end of the Belmont, I will be in uh, what a seven timer. Yeah. All right, man. Well, all right, later, uh, Daniela, you said all those things I wouldn't have dared.